This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. All right. It is 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. A little breezy. Checking wind gusts all up and down the coast. 36, 35, 27, 26. Just uh, depends on when it hits on these monitors. But uh, it is breezy. All right. Let's head down to Port O'Connor. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith this morning. Morning, Lynn. How you doing, bud? Good morning, man. A little breezy here too. I bet it is. <laughs> yes, I think one it of those is. thirty-six mile an hour gusts was right in your area. Oh, it looks it too. Yeah. I yeah. Looking out the looking out the window here, and it uh, it's definitely gusting. <laughs> no doubt it. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, I've been down south all week, but uh, anyway, we've been chasing deer. And uh, how's hunting it's been? been it's been fun. I bet you're ready to do it, aren't you? Getting the itch, buddy. I'm going to duck hunt this <laughs> week, and then uh, my my hackle's going to start standing up, ready to go deer hunting. I bet you are. I bet you are. It's been fun. I I tell you, uh, those little bucks are starting to really chase those does, and and uh, it, it's kind of funny. We had a group out of Louisiana came down, and, and uh, man, those bucks are really starting to chase them, and uh, chase those does and and i'll tell you what it was funny you know i, I tell these guys i was go guys uh you know bird in the hand man you better you better shoot a, a deer as soon as you see one that you want you better take him. yeah don't wait don't wait, don't right. wait you know and uh, i had this one hunter i said you know that's a that's a nice eight i guarantee you that's a nice eight point heavy heavy horns and and uh, he's wide, way outside his ears. And uh, you better go ahead and take what you can get because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, he said, well, I, I don't want to shoot a doe. You know, the bigger deer, bigger buck may be right around the corner, you know. I said, hey, bird in the hand, buddy. Bird in the hand. So he went ahead and he, he shot his buck. Well, then he said, well, I, I want to get a big doe. Well, as it turned out, the does were hard to find, you know. So huh. then the does were, were hiding from the bucks. Right. Because all those bucks were chasing those does left and right. Yeah, they'll push and, them up, and them old, them old does will be hiding in those mots, you know, getting that thick cover to get away from them. Oh, they were. And uh, one spot, it was it was funny. We had like six bucks uh, hanging around in this around this feed pen, and way up the Sendera, up on the hillside, these big does came out in the Sendera, looking down probably 300 yards, looking down toward those bucks, and they wouldn't come anywhere near them. You oh. know, they wouldn't come anywhere near those bucks. They were just looking down toward them, man. And uh, there wasn't a doe to be seen near near those bucks. <laughs> they would they wouldn't come anywhere near them, man. They're staying way away from them. And uh, if any doe came anywhere near him, it was a small doe. Right. And boy, as soon as they got near near that corn, they were gone. <laughs> you know, they get a, a mouthful and gone. No doe is uh, safe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I uh, guarantee you, those does are hiding, boy. They are hiding in the brush. 
And I tell these guys, guys, uh, you know, those are hard to find right now. They really are. Because they're running from those bucks. Yep. They're hiding in that brush. They really are. You know, and boy, when, when one does come out, man, those bucks are, they're on them, man. Those bucks are chasing them. It's, it's in love is in the air right now. <laughs> it is, man. It is. <laughs> and then when you those does are ready, they they almost pester a buck, you know, like, hey, oh. here I am. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. When there's a hot doe in the area, oh my goodness, you know, you you can see it happening. Yeah, you can. I've seen, you know, five or more bucks chasing one doe. You seen any you good know, buck bites? Oh yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, but you know that's that's unreal. You'll see the two big bucks fighting, and then over in the corner there'll be a younger buck breeding a doe. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all go ahead. To... Y'all keep fighting for about twenty more seconds. I'll have this all taken <laughs> care of. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's nature is fun to watch. I'll tell you, man. Nature it, is it, nature. <laughs> it is. It Birds is. and the bees. It is fun to watch, and uh, yeah, it's uh, for people that haven't seen it. You know, it's, it's sitting in those deer stands. I, I, I tell them, I said, guys, you're fixing to really see a sight. You know, and, and now those big bucks are starting to show up. Yeah, you know, the, the, that you've well, never seen. Oh yeah, the bigger ones are showing up now. I mean, we had a big twelve show up. You know, mainframe twelve, and oh, mm. he was takes your breath away you know and boy when he showed up <laughs> the other bucks you know they kind of duck their heads and, and walk away you know let him have the have the feeder i guarantee you he was the, he was the bull yes sir he had that he had the territory and you can definitely tell he was he was the king you know but boy he was a big old bull neck on him you know he was a big old swollen neck and and uh, he he uh, he ruled that roost. I'll guarantee you. Right. Nobody was going to fight him, man. And uh, he he uh, you could tell he had the big scars on him. You know he he'd been fighting. And uh, yeah, he, he'd he'd won a lot of fights. Yeah, he's day. uh he's the man around there. Oh yeah, yeah. You better know it. And dominant uh, buck. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I was telling the customer. I said, you know, you can tell these dominant bucks. I said, you know, you when you see one, you'll know it right off the bat. And no sooner did I say that and one walked out. I said, there he is. <laughs> there he is. And, boy, I mean, those other bucks, they duck their heads and they run, <laughs> you know. Right. They know he's he's the man, you know. Oh, man. it's It's a sight to see. I love this time of the year. Yeah, it's uh, sitting in a deer stand this time of year. It's better than any TV you can watch. Oh, absolutely. People that haven't done it, I mean, you know, if you've ever ever deer hunted, somebody's never deer hunted before, and for the first time, it's it's a sight to see, you know. And I I told you before, I had a had a hunter that passed up a big eight point, and then he he shot one the next day. And uh, I, I went over and walked up to that deer and picked his head up. And I said, boy, it was a pretty big eight, you know. And I said, man, is that the biggest deer you've ever killed? And he, I mean, the uh, nicest deer you've ever killed? He said, it's the only deer I've ever killed, you know. How about that? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the first one he passed up was bigger. Man. And, uh, yeah, he just didn't know what he was what he was passing up, you know. He just didn't have a clue. But um, I got a picture yesterday. Uh, my ex-wife sent me a picture of a uh, of a deer that uh, her uh, grandchild, uh, great grandchild, shot, and uh, she's a real young young kid, and uh, she killed a, a ten point, a nice about a about a one forty class, you know. Good. And I told her, I said, goodness, that that's a about a one forty. And um, I said, she um, she kind of set the scale high for her first deer, you know. Oh, I'm telling you. That's, yeah. That's uh, 
boy, her she's not gonna have much of a call factor after that. No, no. I mean, it's a nice a, ten, you know. Starter buck, one forty. Jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's. Uh, I mean, they're they're up in El Dorado, you know, south of San Angelo, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty good deer up there, you know. Yes. Really is. So uh, he had he had good mass and everything. So, yep, she set the scale pretty high there. But um, anyway, they don't really they don't really hunt much on their place. And for that that deer, that that was a good deer. I remember years ago I was riding around on that on their place, and and uh, they had one buck that that they wouldn't shoot. He was just kind of a breeder buck, you know, and and uh, he. He was 16 points, and uh, they, they, they'd see him every day, hung out in this one area every day. And, uh, boy, he was, a, he was a good one. But, um, you know, you've got to – I think every place has a deer like that, and you've got to just let them, let them breed, you know. Don't shoot them. Mm-hmm. We, had, um, we had that one I think I may have told you about, uh, this, this customer of mine shot his deer and when I I went to get the truck and came back to pick him up my customer was laying down beside his deer pointing pointing at another deer and this other deer was standing eating eating corn that I'd spread and this deer was probably 30 yards from him I mean real close my goodness and uh, the deer was just standing there eating corn chewing his cud you know and I stopped the truck and this deer was massive and it, it had a tag in his ear and this deer had gotten out of a high fence and uh, was just standing there chewing his corn. And this deer had 17 points on one side. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he was massive. And yeah, stay uh, in here and breed my deer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Spread that gene anyway, pool around, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we didn't want to shoot him. You know, we wanted him to breed. And uh, anyway, he hung around on our side for a while, and then he ended up walking, getting over the fence on the on the other side, and uh, his neighboring rancher, and he uh, had him over there for a while. Well, he didn't shoot him either. Oh, he didn't either? Okay, well, that's no, good. No, he, no, he's, he's a good hunter. And uh, we talked to him, and he said, no, no, I'm not going to shoot him. <laughs> you know, we're going to let him breathe. And uh, so anyway, that deer moved back and forth between these two ranches. And Man. Um, so he was, he was good gene pool, you know, Yes, he, he worked back and forth. And, uh, so that, that was good. I think that deer finally died of old age. So, uh, he helped both ranches out. Yeah, That's what did. you have to have. How many, how many does you think a buck like that will breed in a year's time? Oh goodness. No telling. You know, when the rut's on. There is no telling, you know. Hope you know, I had a bowler. <laughs> Hope he's yeah. definitely a dominant buck. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had a biologist tell me that before they came out with DNA, you know, um, when a doe has twins, uh, they didn't know this, but when a doe has twins, nine times out of ten, it's from two different bucks. And uh, Really? They didn't, yeah, and they didn't know that until they had DNA. And checking checking the, these these does and stuff, but uh, yeah, nine times out of ten is from two different bucks. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So stands That's to reason. Yes. Yeah, it yes. is. Let me do this commercial break, Glenn. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang on a second. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell all the listeners out there about one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the Miralure Little John. It's a three-and-three-quarter-inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the wind or downwind. It doesn't matter. Attach it to a jig head for wading or out of the boat, and Little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the Little John's injected with a secret fish-catching scent. It has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish, and the Little John is so tough and durable, one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on one bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors, and all it does is produce results. Day in and day out, that's the Miralure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. And remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Miralure. Go to Miralure.com. 
Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 518 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back and talk some more with captain lynn smith more deer talk all right lynn we're back <laughs> bud all right man did you get that picture yeah, i sent you that uh 25 inch wide 10 pointer that lady killed in woodsboro oh yeah yeah oh that that's a good one that's a couple Mighty of good, good deer one. i've seen from up that way this year oh really mm. mm-hmm. i like those real wide wide deer you know? isn't that cool looking that's what i want i want a big old i want an eight like that with heavy oh, mass yeah. and about 160 inches, that just, uh, I believe oh, I'd, yeah. I'd roll her up. Yeah. Not really. You know, I, I, I just like sitting in the stand watching these animals. It's pretty cool. Oh, I do too. I, I do that's, too. That's could, so fun. It is. You know, I could care less about shooting one. I, yeah. I really do. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I can still see it in my mind. I was guiding, uh, down at Ensenal. I was guiding on a ranch and, uh, it was a foggy morning, and I could still see it like it was today. And there was a buck came out behind the feed pen, and he was like that. He was probably 27 to 28 inches wide. I mean, wow. he was that big. He was huge, and he was, but he was nine points, and uh, but he was real, real wide, and uh, heavy, heavy horns. And oh. uh, my customer turned him down because he was nine points. That's it. Not and uh, I said, you kidding? I said, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. I said, look at that buck. You got, you got to be, you can't be serious, man. Look at that. Oh, no, no. I, I want a 10 or a 12. I went, oh, my goodness, man. Look at that. Well, he turned it down, and uh, I got back to the ranch house, and I told a friend of mine, one of my guide buddies, about it. And so he took his customer over there, and that buck came out again, and his customer turned it down because it was what? nine points. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they ended up killing that deer, and he still scored in the 160s. My you know? goodness. Yeah, a nine-pointer. And uh, I said, oh, my goodness. I mean, that buck was awesome. He had everything, you know, except long times. He didn't have real tall times. But, uh, but he was good grief. He was so wide and heavy. Yeah, and, over 160, uh, man. I mean, that's, that's. Oh, you know, he had everything I wanted. I well, mean, you know, you in know. a lot of those deer I see with those real wide racks, they don't have those long tines. No, they don't. Most of the time. No. You know, no, they, that's true. they got the long main beams and in, in the width, but they just don't have that uh, big tine length, no. like a narrow horn, you know, heavy mass, right. tall deer, you know. It's just, that's uh, right. Hey, Nine one, times out of ten. One man's call is another man's treasure, buddy. <laughs> That's right. When they get real wide, nine times out of ten, they, they aren't they aren't tall. That, I like that bullwinkle look. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I uh <laughs> I've got this uh one buck hanging in my house that uh that we killed down there on the ranch and he's he's wide, he's real wide. And uh anyway, a friend of mine came over and uh saw that deer and he's that's the first thing he said oh it's bullwinkle <laughs> you know oh it's bullwinkle but uh yeah he was he was a good one you know but uh, i like seeing those real wide racks i really do 
yard rakes. Oh yeah, wide. man, that's just uh, that's some good genetics right there. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, the the biologists that we use uh, on the ranch that uh, used to do the flyovers, he um, he took pictures of uh, of one uh, up actually up in East Texas, and uh, oh my goodness, that deer was huge. I'll have to send you that picture. I think I sent it to you once before. But that deer, I don't know how wide that deer is. And, um, mm. man, it's huge. And, uh, man, I, I, I couldn't believe how wide this deer was. Man, you get out there and start guess, busting 25, 28, 30 inches, that's just massive. Oh, man. I don't know how to get through the brush like that. But you know, I don't either. It's It's like those big elk, you know. An elk, I've seen them run through those aspens up there in Colorado, and they lay their head back. And they yeah, I don't know how they aspens. keep from breaking their neck, man. They go running through all that thick cover like that. I just, mm-hmm. I guess, laying that head back and laying them horns backwards, they can just That's skate right. right through it. That's how they do it. They lay their head back, and they run through yeah. it. But, you know, like I was I was telling my customer about that uh, brush down there in South Texas, I said, you know, you look at that brush, and it looks real thick, but from the air, uh, in the helicopter, it looks real sparse. It looks open, you know. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't look bad. But uh, but that cat claw gets you. <laughs> that brush. Uh, hey, it'll reach out and touch you, buddy. It, I mean, oh, it, it jumps will. at you. It what will. One guy go, man, what's this jumping cactus y'all got down here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jumping cactus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one of boys, he, uh, he learned about cat claw. Yeah, you know, it was so funny. <laughs> He went after they. Uh, they had the dog man. They were chasing that deer, and they they got him. And, and uh, he came back. Both his hands were scratched all up and and bleeding. <laughs> he said, "Boy, I learned what you and Mickey, Captain Mickey, were talking about cat claw. I learned cat all claw. about cat claw. <laughs> like you got in a fight with a bobcat, man. Oh, that's what it looked like. That's what it looks like." When you get to tracking a deer and you get off in there, you're standing in the sand there and going, boy, it looks bad in there. And (laughs) you just got to work your way through it. You cannot believe all the millions of deer trails all through all of that. Oh, those deer use all that cover just, you know, to skirt these blinds and then, you know, come out and eat a little corn and get back in. And when, when you hit one and he's crippled, He'll take off through there wide open. He knows that like the back of his hand is escape route. Oh, I'm and, telling you. And I'm telling he's you. bleeding good because, man, that's that's uh, time to call in the dogs if not. Oh, man. But, you know, speaking of that, I was, uh, I was sitting in a stand this week, and I saw uh, in a matter of about 30 minutes, I saw three bobcats, <laughs> three bobcats coming down the Sendera. Coming towards. I know, nobody ever shoots them anymore. They're uh, pretty prevalent everywhere. They are. They are. There's a lot of them. They are. And, uh, you know, it was funny when uh, they first got this lease at George West, uh, there weren't many turkeys. And uh, there was about a maybe a dozen turkeys on that, on that property. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started shooting the bobcats and the coyotes. And boy, I mean, the turkey population expanded. I mean, just blew up. Right. And went crazy then. But uh, it's amazing uh, what those bobcats can do, though, to the turkey population. Oh, yeah. They, they can work on them, boy. Quail, they too. Really, yes, sir. Yeah, quail, too. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, also the turkeys, the turkeys can uh, eat those quail. They'll eat the baby quail. I've seen them. Turkeys will? Sure. Those babies. I'll be darned. Yeah. Everybody likes quail. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Nature's you not joke. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, they will. Oh, you better know it. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we got so many turkeys. It's like crazy. I was going into the ranch one day, and, and there's uh, one one part of the road going in you make a hard right. It kind of curves hard to the right. And there's always turkeys there because they got a big tank and a lot of right. mesquite trees and stuff. And anyway, come around that curve and there's always turkeys there. Boy, those, those turkeys are running, you know, like crazy in front of your car. And um, man, these turkeys, 
took off, and when they took off, a bobcat jumped up in the air after one of the turkeys. And I wish I'd have had that on video, because this bobcat jumped up in the air, tried to catch one in the air. He missed him though. Yeah, he I've missed seen them him. do that uh, when you know when they flush a covey of quail, they'll jump up there. Mm-hmm. That, those paws, man, those claws they got, they can grab them like nobody's business. Oh, you better know it. You better know it. Yep, I'd hate to have one grab me. Oh man! No, that, uh, don't put me in a phone booth with a with a bobcat. <laughs> that uh, no tough little critter for his size. I was up there in uh, San Angelo visiting my daughter, and and uh, I went in one of the sports shops up there, and they had a on the door there was a, a sign they have a, a bobcat uh, contest up there, and uh, big contest every right. year. And uh, for weight, and, you know, length, and all kinds of stuff, and it's, it's a it's a big deal. And uh, man, it's a bunch of money involved in that contest. And I thought, man, I mean, it was. Uh, uh, I saw it online. I looked it up online. I mean, it was uh, partners, you know, you, uh, teams, and all kinds of stuff involved. Uh, it's a pretty good contest every year. Man, the biggest man, one I've ever seen walked across the road in front of me uh, out by my house in Chambers County in the middle of the day and just, just walked yes. across, the, you know, just walked right across the highway mm-hmm. like no big deal. I mean, I I couldn't believe how big it was. They get big. Yeah. I saw a picture of one a listener sent to me that uh, was trying to steal his deer and was stalking <laughs> him. Really? And he ended up really? killing it, and he laid it down next to that buck, and I couldn't believe the size of it. I, I wished I'd have, you know, he'd have told me how much it weighed. I mean, it was big. Hmm. Yeah, you know, a friend of mine, uh, they they rented a, a trailer down here, and he said uh, he was sitting on the front porch after they'd fished for the day, and and he said uh, they were sitting there in the afternoon having a an adult beverage, and and uh, he had a, a old chocolate lab. And they were sitting on the front porch having a cold one. And he said he looked up and he had some boat stalls in front of, uh, oh, front of the uh, trailer, probably about 50 yards in front. Right. And he said he looked up and he said, oh, look at that cat's walking across there, big old cat. And he went, wait a minute, that's a bobcat. <laughs> he said his dog stood up, <clears throat> the big chocolate lab stood up and looked at that bobcat. And, and he said that that bobcat was walking across the front of those boat stalls. And he looked over at that lab and stopped and looked at him, and the lab just laid back down. <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't I don't want any of that. Part of that. No. <laughs> I think that lab probably already had an encounter in his earlier days. Probably did. Said, probably nah, did. I, don't, I don't want none of that. Hey, uh-huh. let me knock this break out, Lynn. We're already on it again. I'll be right back, buddy. Hey, All righty. <laughs> Well, folks, a big Belleville Meat Market this week. They're double featuring their Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and their Cheddar Pecan Smoked Sausage. You can try it before it buy, before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And their full menu of Pecan Smoked Barbecue, they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. With Pecan Smoked Pulled Pork, Homemade Hot Dogs, Briskets, you name it, it's all good. And gift boxes are available in-store or online. They'll help you build a custom box for the holidays. And while game processing, they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. And the Belleville's open. Their processing's open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 534 here in the Bayou City. Kind of a breezy morning. Pretty breezy. All right. All right, Lynn, we are back, my friend. All righty. You know, I was surprised. Uh, we we ride around by these uh, ponds on these ranches, and uh, a lot of mallards getting up off those ponds. Uh, a lot of greenheads. And um, 
I was surprised a lot of green hits. But um, anyway, you usually see a lot of model ducks. I mean, uh, a lot of uh, uh, old gray ducks, you know, a lot of yeah. uh, gadwall. Well, see, usually see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, of the, one of the stands on this ranch at George West is sitting right on the edge of a pond. And uh, I like hunting that stand because sometimes, boy, those gadwalls will land, land on that lake, uh, that pond. And, uh, I mean, they're landing, sitting within probably 30 or 40 feet from your, from your deer stand. Dang. <laughs> and they're swimming around just quacking, you know. And uh, it's kind of fun just kind of sitting there early in the morning, that gadwalls quacking, swimming around right, right by you. That's fun, man. Yeah, and, that's uh, uh, that's that's as good as it gets. There's nothing better than boy. making that early morning wait and got uh, pintails buzzing you down the shoreline. You're fishing for oh, a big man. trout. That's uh, doesn't get much better than that, man. Oh, I tell you, this is this is corky time, man. Yeah, it this is. is corky time. You know, I, I went down and fished this week with uh, Cliff, but we we didn't do any good on corkies. They didn't want them. They wanted that soft dine, though. They were they were oh, biting. That's pretty good. But, uh, the corky just uh couldn't, couldn't just do it, didn't huh? want it. No, I couldn't get them to hit lilies or hot mm. rods, corkies, just uh even the double D's. Isn't but, that uh, funny? Well, that yeah. water warmed up and those fish scattered out and soft plastics were the ticket, you know, you had to cover more water uh-huh. and, and work it faster. But uh how's yeah. fishing been in your area? And I'll tell you, boy, when the corky's on, it's on. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> There's nothing better. I mean, That's man, a good I bite. <laughs> oh, I tell you, boy. You know, I've had customers tell me, "Oh, man, I just, uh, I just can't catch a fish on a corky." You know, I said, "Shoot, when you get confidence in it, there's nothing better." You know. No. But uh, yeah, nothing better. And uh, I, you know, I love throwing a corky. Man, I, I soft plastic croaker. <laughs> that's all it is. That's, a, that's exactly it. <laughs> the old yeah. thump. And I like, like the a old croaker original. thump. Yeah, I like the old original. You know. Yeah. The old original. And uh, my favorite one, of course, is, is what Paul calls the hologram. You know, the on a real bright, sunshiny day, I like throwing that hologram with the chartreuse tail. Yeah, the clear glitter with the chartreuse tail. That's Had it. some of my best stringers off of that, especially oh, over absolutely. Sabine Lake, man. Those fish over there used to nuke that bait. They well, would smoke oh, it. Here, too. Uh, here, too. You know, I've caught some really good trout on that bait. You know, I was throwing that bait one day here, and, and I was scouting, really, for a trip for the next day. And, and man, I mean, I was catching a good trout on that bait every cast. And, and I said, man, I don't want, want the fish to tear this bait up, you know. And I took it off and put on a different color. And uh, I, I must have made a dozen or more casts, same spot, and couldn't get a hit. Just couldn't couldn't draw a bite. And so I took that bait off and put that hologram back on. It was every cast. And that's every somehow cast. that works. Yep, yep. But um, man, it was awesome. And then I hooked, of all things, I hooked a jackfish on it. <laughs> oh, that'll tear it up. That's the end of that day. Oh bait. man. I said, I just want my bait back, you know. And I walked up and down the shoreline chasing that jackfish till I got my bait back. Yep. But uh, I used to hate it when you'd get one that was just a just a slayer, you know, a really good catcher, and then you'd mm-hmm. hook a redfish or something, it'd bend the wire in it, and then the wire would pull out through the tail, and, and oh, you'd straighten yeah. the wire, and I'd get in a boat and get behind the console, and take a cigarette lighter and melt that plastic back in there where that wire wouldn't come out again. Uh-huh. It just, you know, you get some that are just the action, the, they're tuned just right. I mean, they just, you know, they're, they're all different out of the, out of the package. Yep. And you get yep. one that catches right. fish, you man, you just treasure it with your life. If you see any kind of redfish action start, I get it off and throw something else. Well, that's what you got to do when you get out of the package what i do and i know i think cliff does the same thing probably but i uh i, I take it out of the package and i i play with it a little bit to see how it's going to track you know right and i you know I, I go back and forth with it and see how it's going to track before i even cast it you know right and i make sure make sure it's going to track the way i want it to 
And, uh, but what I like about the old original is I can, I can make it dive or I can make it stay on the surface. You know, I can do whatever I sure. want to by bending the tail, you know? Yeah. I'll and, bend uh, the nose down a little bit and the tail down mm-hmm. a little, kind of make a banana shape with it. That way right. when you jig it one time, it'll, you'll jig it and it'll come up and then you let it fall and you jig mm-hmm. it again. You can take it down a little bit deeper. That's right. You know, I've had customers waiting with me and they'll say, Oh man, it, look what happened to my car key. And it, they bring it in and it's bent double. Yeah. And they said, what happened? I said, I can tell you what happened. You missed him. Yeah, big trout just smashed him. <laughs> you know, he spit it out. I like when they roll it up like a donut, man. Mm-hmm. And you never get a hook in them. They suck it in and chomp down on it and roll it up and, and spit, spit it, it out. out. And you go, how did I not hook that fish with two treble hooks? It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. They'll you make know, you straighten that bait fish. out and throw it right back in the same place, and chances are you're going to catch that fish again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, I tell you, man. I mean, boy, it just uh, puts chill up my back when I really didn't have one crushed like that. You know you missed a good one right there. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, it's getting to that time. You know, these little fronts come in. That water temperature is going to start to drop, and It'll get to that right temp. Yeah, that water needs to get in the fifties, and then corky bite will go crazy. It does, and uh, those big old trout will turn on, and that corky will, corky will do the number. That corky will jerk them out of there, buddy. It will, it will, and uh, I mean, you know, I my biggest fish I've caught on corkies, you know, and uh, that's uh, that's what I go for. I mean, my biggest fish I, I've caught on a corky devil. But, right. Um, big, big old corky devil. The old one, big one hook rat tail. That's it. That's it. Oh, Paul had given me, I went by his house one day, and we sat there and shot the bull for a couple of hours. And uh, and uh, he had just made a corky devil with a paddle tail. Remember those? Yes. He had just made one. And uh, I was going to Baffin, and uh, he said, uh, here, he said, take a couple of these. He said, uh, I just made these. Take them and uh, let me know how you do with them. So I I went to Baffin and I was bound and determined to catch a fish on one of those and uh, and then report back to Paul, let him know how I did. And uh, I never took it off. I just threw that bait. And it was, it was in March and it was cold and raining and nasty, you know. That's when you catch those big ones, you know. And I threw that bait and threw it, and uh, and and I made made a wade. Matter of fact, we were at the tide gauges where we were, and uh, I caught one fish, and um, she swallowed it. Boy, she inhaled that bait, had it all the way down to her to her gills, you know. And uh, I thought, well, she's not hooked bad. And I reached in there with my hemostats and popped that hook out, and didn't look bad. I had her by the tail, and I tried to resuscitate her to let her go, but I saw some blood come out, and I went, uh-oh, maybe, you know, maybe she's worse than I thought, but it was cold and everything, and I said, well, maybe she can make it, but I had her by the tail, and I, I saw blood come out of her gills, and I said, no, well, maybe I better put her on a stringer and then check her, so I put her on my stringer, and a few minutes, I looked back at her, and she was upside down, blood just gushing out of her gills. I said, well, she's done, you know, she wouldn't make it. So anyway, my buddies were coming to pick me up and they came over to pick me up and I, I pulled that stringer up real close to me <laughs> and this friend of mine was up on the bow and he, he he looked over and he said, is that a redfish? And I said, no, it's it's a trout. And uh, when they pulled up there, I, I just threw that fish up on the deck and I said, uh, measure that one and tell me if it's a keeper or not. <laughs> and my buddy's eyes got real big, you know, and he had never caught a fish 30 inches or better, you know. Right. And uh, and that fish was over 30 and uh, weighed over 10. Man. And uh, that was a pig, you know. And, uh, boy, I mean, you know, when you put them in a cooler, they look even bigger, you know. Yeah, they do. It just filled, it filled the cooler, you know. But I said, you know, I've got to keep her because she, she wouldn't make it. She's... Um, She's bleeding. She's bleeding bad. So, anyway, I'm glad I kept her. And in my house, I've got a stringer mount with um, 
a six trout and a red on it. And uh, somebody said, well, you're going to add her to your stringer mountain? I said, no, uh-uh. No, she dwarfed those other fish. Yeah, that <laughs> one needs to uh, stand out on her own. That's right. So I just did a single mount on her. And uh, good thing I did because she, she's bigger. You know, I've caught 30-inch trout in Port O'Connor, but they're just nowhere near as thick as they are from Baffin, you know. Those, those yeah, if you catch them at the right time of the year, you know, in the summer months are real lean and skinny, but uh, yeah. through the winter and then coming into the spring, those fish really uh, gain a lot of weight. They put some shoulders oh, on do. them and get some good girth. Well, you can't put your hand around them, you know. No. And bath, no. And, uh, I mean, I've caught 30-inch fish here, but they're they're thin, you know, they're thin. And uh, they just don't have the weight to them like they do down there. Right. There's just no way. And, uh, yeah, I had uh, I had a couple of guys, older guys from, uh, from El Campo, I'll never forget it. And, uh, well, it was old. Efner Appling, the guy that won, won uh, all the uh, deer contest from Freer. Mui Grande. He won the Mui yeah. Grande one year. And I had him fishing with me one year. And uh, we were drifting. And uh, we were drifting uh, flat over here, throwing top waters. And uh, I, hit, I hooked a big trout and got up next to the boat. And, well, that fish hit the top water and took off. He said, oh, it's a redfish. I said, no, nah, I don't think so, Efner. Nope. I said, you just keep fishing, buddy. I said, I'll take care of this one. <laughs> and I got next to the boat. And I said, doesn't look like a redfish to me. And he went, oh, my God, look at this. And it was a 30-inch trout. And uh, But that, that trout was thin, real thin. Didn't yeah. have shoulders on it. But um, but anyway, our fish, um, our fish at that time of the year were thin. They didn't have the weight to them. You know, I had a, a trout that I caught on on, on a top water one day that uh, down south that uh, a buddy of mine, I hollered him, I said, you got your boga with you? He said, yeah. I said, I want you to weigh this fish. Now, this fish was about 26 inches, but that fish weighed almost eight pounds, you know? And I said, good grief, look at the shoulders on this fish. I mean, that fish was big. I couldn't hardly get my hand on him, you know? Fish yeah, I, me- I remember uh, Gary Wheeler in the Trout Master Tournament out of Galveston one weekend. It was, boy, it was cold and rainy. It was miserable, just nasty weather. And he caught a 26-and-a-half-inch trout that weighed 9 even, 9.00 on those digital scales. Oh, my goodness. Mm. You talk about Man. toad. Oh, I and, mean. Uh, that's uh you know, it's just a rare bird, just different. Oh, yeah. You know, all these trout have the same DNA, but they're a different clime, you know, all up and down the coast. You can, you can, you know, if you fish coast-wide, you can just tell the difference in the proportions of the fish, the amount of dots, the way they look. And, mm-hmm. and boy, those trout we caught with Cliff were beautiful. They reminded me of, of trout here when they come out of the marsh in the fall and they have those golden yellow fins and, you know, the oh, real, yeah. you know, yellow-orange mouth. And uh, those fish we were catching, the ones we'd catch right next to the rocks, that's the color they were. They were they were beautiful, absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like ours that we'll catch back in the lakes and such as that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the spots just stand out. You know, they're yes. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Gosh, they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Call- they're all, you know, especially when you're reeling one in in that air clear water and he's all lit oh. up and man, there's just, there's not many fish prettier than that. I'll tell you that. that not for absolutely. me anyway. That's just my choice. I, I oh. love speckled trout. I just love them. Oh, I do too. I do too. You know, I, I told you I caught one uh, this year, you know, and I was really drifting looking for redfish and throwing top water and I, right. I caught one about 26 and um, I caught that fish on the very tail hook of a Superfoot Junior, and uh, and she was hooked right in the in the bottom lip, and uh, I just barely had her hooked, and I got her up to the boat. I was just drifting in one of the lakes there, and um, I got her up beside the boat in that super clear water, uh-huh. and man, you could see every color on her. You know the that blue purple tint and all that, oh, and all those man. spots. 
all that oh. incandescent look. I mean, that that oh. they're lit up like that, and that's just gorgeous. Oh, she was beautiful. And uh, then you catch them in all colored water, and they're kind of ugly. They're just pale looking, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was beautiful. I didn't even want to touch her. You know, I didn't want to put a hand <laughs> on her. And, and I had her up next to the boat, and I'm looking at her, you know, just kind of admiring her. And I barely had that hook in her bottom lip, and I just shook her off, you know, yeah. and watched her swim off in that clear water. And, uh, boy, that was pretty. That was pretty. Yeah. I should have videoed it, you know. That's what we go for. That is. That is it. That is it. That's what we go for. You're right. It is. Man, that's what makes you coming back, you know. That's what well, you I'll go tell back you. To. That first morning we went out Monday morning, it was real flat and calm. And I'd never seen rafts of ducks like that. It's been a long mm. time since I've seen that many ducks sitting on the water, you know, in that calm water like that. Mm-hmm. Just clouds, of tens of thousands of them, mm. of everything. You know, redheads, bluebills, pintails, gadwalls. I mean, it was just, I couldn't believe mm. all the ducks. Mm-hmm. Paul, howdy. I bet they're not out on an open bay now. <laughs> not with that wind. Oh, gosh. I guarantee you. I bet they're looking for shelter. Mm-hmm. They're going back in the marshes now. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the next morning it was choppy. We had a northeast wind, and there wasn't any ducks at all on the bay. So yeah. I wonder where they went to roost. Yeah, they weren't wrapped up the... on the bay like that. That's a lot of birds. Oh, man, I mean to tell you. Yeah, a buddy of mine went to Garwood yesterday. And uh, yeah. they got all their birds, no problem. Mostly teal and pintail. Mm-hmm. But um, he said there were a lot of pintails. Yeah. So, uh, right ahead yeah. of that front. Yeah, that front coming in. So, yeah, while we were fishing, I was seeing a lot of flats of pintails down there. Mm. That old hard, salty water, man, they get that old rusty breast on them sitting on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Port O'Connor. I mean, oh, yeah. that used to be like the pintail capital of Texas. I mean, everybody went to Port O'Connor so they could shoot their 10 pintails, 10 bull oh, sprigs. Yeah. Man, that was a oh. good old days, wasn't it? That was awesome. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I had some guys that were going to meet me down here one time, and uh, they they didn't quite make make it. They they stopped in some beer joint on the way. Uh oh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and so they didn't make the make the call. And uh, I told them, I said, you got to be here at a certain time because my boat leaves at a certain time. Well, they didn't make the call, and so I went out by myself. And uh, I said, my boat's going to leave the dock at certain times. So I just went out by myself. These were guys I worked with, you know. Right. And uh, so I just went out and hunted by myself. And uh, this is back when you could kill 10 pintails. Right, 10-point ducks. Oh, yeah, 10-point duck. And uh, so I, I killed my 10 bull sprigs and came on in. They were they were waiting for me there, you know. And I pulled up. And boy, they were just oohing and on at those Ten bull sprigs, <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, y'all should have been here." Well, we got we went stopped for a couple of beers, and yeah, and ended that, up having that's more. That's cost than a, a lot of them. <laughs> one mm-hmm. more. I said, "One more." <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I said, "Well, you won't miss it again, will you?" I <laughs> said, "No." Uh uh-uh. uh. Boy, they were oohing and on. Look at those pintails. First said, down here. First we hunt, then we drink. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. That's same thing goes with the fishing, you know. Same thing. All these guys fishing. come down here on these, these in these carpet trips and they think that they need to uh drink all night the first night they get there. Well they hadn't been out of the house in a while. They're ready to rock and roll, buddy. They get it on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like there's no tomorrow. That that's that's exactly it. And then they then they fish all day and oh they're they're exhausted, you know. Then uh, then they go home on Sunday, or they don't don't fish on Sunday, and because uh, they're too hungover. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. But uh, 
It happens all the time, every year. I've seen it a million times. Well, I've, oh, I have too. I don't know how many hungover people I've taken in my boat. Just live it up oh. the night before, and boy, they just it it tells too when you see their fishing oh. ability just fall to nothing. They're just too hungover. Oh. Can't even. Oh, me, me too. I've miserable. seen it happen, especially in the summertime when it's hot. Boy, it, uh, oh. they start sweating all that poison out of me. <laughs> Not yeah. good. Yes. You see them wade back to get, get about 50 yards from the boat, and they wade back and get on the boat and lay there, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I had some guys, and they waded back to the boat, and they, they got on the boat, and they're drinking another beer or whatever. And finally, hair I, of the dog. I uh-huh, hair <laughs> of the dog. And I waded back over to the boat, and, and uh, one of them said, uh, well, did you catch any more after we – Waited back. Uh, we saw you catch one more. I said, "Yeah, I got one more. I want y'all to see it before I turn it loose." And um, I said, uh, "Was it a good one?" I said, "It was pretty good." And uh, I had a twenty-nine. I had a twenty-nine oh, inch trout. That could have I been said, there. Stayed a hung with you. Oh yeah. I said, "Isn't she pretty?" Oh man, they ooh and on. I just eased her in the water and let her go. <laughs> and, and they said, "Oh man, would you let it go for us?" Because I caught it, and we don't keep them that big. No, I just eased eased it over and let her go. All right, Lynn, I got a roll, buddy. I appreciate the conversation this morning. Somebody wants to call you about hunting or fishing, how they get a hold of you, man. Yes, sir, man. They give me at uh, 361-935-6833. All right, Lynn, have a good day. Always enjoy talking to you, buddy. You too, man. You have a good one, Nick. All right, see you, man. All All right. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Port O'Connor. All right, phone lines are open. We're going to open them up after the national anthem, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 